you can't drink like me, you can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh my goodness. Welcome back to another episode of the Hole in None Fantasy Golf Podcast with me, Words, and my neighbor, DJE. On tonight's podcast, we review Stu Sink's big win at Harbortown. We're going to preview the team event, the Zurich Classic at TPC Louisiana. A little of this, a little of that. How you doing, Johnny? Words, I'm good. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Who died this week? <laughs> you know, it was pretty lackluster as far as people that died this week. Nobody cool, <laughs> except for besides people. That, oh, never mind. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It wasn't wasn't a very eventful week for people dying, unfortunately. So <laughs> that is uh, unfortunate. <laughs> you sicko. Um. Well, how you doing? I haven't seen you since this weekend. You threw a little little soiree for a buddy we haven't seen in like four years. In town on Sunday. Yes. Rick. Uh, words, that was that was pretty funny. So, yes, we had a big group over here. Uh, it was like agreed upon. Okay, 2 o'clock my house. So I get a 9.30 tea time. It's like, okay, I'll be done by one thirty. get home, be perfect timing, three, 30 minutes to kind of like pick up, clean up, get everything, whatever we need. We were behind the slowest motherfuckers, and like I'm coming up 18 at like one fifty, and I'm like, well, fuck. Spencer's like, hey, can I go ahead and come on over? And I'm like, well, shit, dude, I'm not there. So I text my wife. She's not there. I'm like, okay, Spencer, house is all yours. Go ahead and go on over there, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I end up getting home, like, right at 2, and then— I remember I was having a little picnic in my front yard <laughs> with Wheezy. Well, all hell broke loose at about 2.30, I'd say. Yeah, it was a good show. <laughs> well, it was pretty funny because— you know, we ordered pizza towards the tail end of the evening, and after lots of beer and other things, you know, everybody's starving. And uh, I basically had to pry that last uh, stuffed crust slice out of your hands and split it with Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Rick split it himself, you son of a bitch. Don't get on my Bryson diet. God, once a, I haven't had double stuffed in, I mean, college. So, and that, that's the, the other funny thing is like, you know, I, I, did, I don't think I mentioned it on the show last week, but my wife started like a six week fitness challenge, like the beach body challenge, uh, you know, and that's just what they're calling it. But conveniently enough, we actually are going to the beach. We're going on a little vacation and over Memorial weekend. <laughs> but, uh, so I've been eating like a goddamn rabbit lately and Saturday is, I guess, you know, in the meal plan, if you will, is cheat day. Uh, and, and I basically said it this way, there's cheat day and then there's what we did. Uh, <laughs> Saturday night, I swear to God, I ordered, we ordered, <laughs> this was again after we'd had some stuff to drink and other things that made us very, very hungry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we ordered Uber Eats McDonald's. You've never mentioned smoking on this show, so be very <laughs> no. incognito about that, please. No. Yeah, and so we uh, 
We ordered three meals for McDonald's between the two of us, and I ate the majority of them. Words, and I remember just laying down on my back in bed and like feeling how bloated my stomach was, and just being like, if I rolled over right now, I wouldn't be able to turn back over on my back. <laughs> and then I followed it up. Like I swear to God, between that McDonald's meal and then the pizza meal that we had Sunday night, that was more calories than I'd had the rest of my meals throughout the week combined. So, a little bit of. Uh, you know, post binge eating anxiety slash depression. <laughs> All that work for nothing. Fat? Oh man, too bad. That takes back. Maybe next <laughs> summer, right? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Me and maybe I'll I'll have a Bryson six pack slash. Uh, yeah. No, I I'm, I'm all my hard work for nothing, man. You know what I loved is how Ricky hadn't been around us for like four years. And some of the shit you were saying, he was like, oh, my God, J.E. And I was like, yeah, it's gotten weirder, hasn't it? I haven't really – it's hard to know because I'm around it all the time for the four years, but yeah. Yeah, I specifically remember him saying, oh, leave it up to J.E. to just take it a little too far. And I was like, a little too far? <laughs> yeah, well, that was nothing. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? I didn't even like drop like a – Murder suey. Christ- Christianity joke or like abortion joke. Come on. Just joking. Yeah, just kidding. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he got on me. <laughs> One of our friends was getting ready to have a kid again. I was like, oh, what? You're dropping your bombs in her again? And he was like, that's what you fucking asked that? I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Back to the uh, the yeah. old... You're dropping your bombs in her. The, the classy old words cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes a good CP story like my oh, Ben Chapo, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Well... <laughs> Yeah, I had to throw Chapo in there. Yeah, you? exactly. Um, so yeah, words. What else? Oh, I, I mean, from the world of golf, did you see the the new bullshit they've been talking about with this uh, player impact program through the PGA Tour? Yeah, I saw that. It's like a forty million dollar uh, program, and it's like designed to reward players who create like fan engagement and sponsors and they're they're giving out the money for through some fucking algorithm it's like it's a fucking joke yeah tiger needed another eight million dollars a year so just like okay what can we do for tiger seriously i mean and that i guess brooks came out and said that in some sort of interview you know it's like yeah we should just give tiger first every year but yeah they're gonna give eight million dollars to whoever quote you know moves the needle is is that is that what they said yeah so tiger and ricky good job guys well I, I I was looking and, and you're he, not playing golf and well there's a list of shit like criteria here and I'll just go through a couple of the bullet points position on the sen- season ending FedEx Cup li- points list does have something to do with it but you don't have to necessarily be be like good um, popularity in Google search that's kind of I mean. What if a guy named like Peter North comes along as a really good golfer and all of a sudden? I was gonna say, what, what? about like you porn uh, looks? Does yeah. Tiger get a little pop for that too? Nielsen rating for brand exposure, um, MVP index rating, which is the value of engagement of a player drives across digital and social media platforms. Ugh. The last thing that I need is like Bryson to do any more of these like fucking. Uh, montages of him cleaning his pool and getting into his goddamn Bentley <laughs> on way to winning a U.S. Open, you know? Th- this is a joke, and and again, I get it. I think the reason why they started it was to kind of have some sort of backbone when it came to that, you know, other rival tour, the Major League Golf Tour or whatever. Yeah, the so, new, it's so funny that the news of that soccer breakaway league uh, kind of came about this week, and so 
RPG. I was like, oh, let's just go ahead and get this, nip this in the bud. Well, and then that's what I don't get. It's like, what about all the European tour guys? Is this meant to lure no. guys over oh, well, from course. Europe? I mean, of course, because I, I think that uh, from what I had heard in, in something earlier on PGA radio is that they did like a model. They like tried to model something after and basically said that if, if they would have done this last year, um, it would have either been Rory or Tiger winning, but it's like we know who the guys that are going to be in the top 10 of this list every year. It's going to be fucking Bryson, DJ, Rory. Uh, I mean, it's going to be the fucking top 10 in the world probably. And, yeah. and it just depends on the guys from the European tour, it, how they're going to get their exposure. But I think this is fucking dumb. Yeah, it is. It's just another, you know, that the coolest thing about golf always is that you, you eat what you kill, so to speak, as far as money, as far as status, as far as building your brand. Is like the more you, pl- if you, the more you win, all of that stuff is going to take care of itself. And now it's just kind of like the top of the top are just going to get a little bit more, and they're already treated just like fucking royalty. Here's eight million bucks. Well, royalty of the old days, not like royalty today. Like Meghan Markle couldn't fuck with these guys. <laughs> fuck them up. I mean, like well, old school. I mean, with with. If if Tiger is out of the picture on this theoretically, like I I do think it sets up for Jordan Spieth to probably come in and and get an extra little eight million dollar bonus probably, uh, and and guys like Brooks who clearly try to have the whole I don't give a fuck angle. It's like really, are, are is this gonna promote guys to just post on social media more? Is this gonna promote these like shameless fucking attention grabbing type bullshit like? Take this money and put it into like the Corn Fairy Tour. Make a whole nother event where they can play for it. I just don't understand the charity aspect of this to make the rich richer. I'll tell you exactly why. Is because top twenty guys in the world don't try to do that bullshit again. Please, we will throw you another forty million fucking dollars. Just don't try to break away from the PGA Tour and ruin something that is really, really good. You're always like, money talks, you know? Yeah, thank God Phil was like already fucking 50 when this thing came out because if he was in his 20s, he'd be like, I'm gone. I mean, what? <laughs> They're going to pay me and I don't have to perform? This is the best thing ever. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I think that, that it'll be interesting to see, just like that Super League you said in, in soccer, that fell apart very quickly. Oh, that was so awesome. I don't know that this is going to fall apart, but I'm eager to see where it goes from here because – as a fan, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way to to give this uh, give money to people that already have plenty of money. Like put that money back into either the Corn Ferry Tour or fuck God God if you will the fucking Women's Tour. Like whatever. I mean, it could be used. Forty million dollars that came out of nowhere could probably be used elsewhere rather than just fattening fattening the pockets of the guys that already have all the cash. Yes, agreed. All right, what's next, Johnny? Uh, words, your boy, your boy Tony Romo is back, <laughs> back, back, back in competitive golf. All right, I can't wait to see another eighty, eighty-one. The Corn Ferry uh, Tour is having the Veritex Bank Championship live from the Texas Rangers Golf Club there in, I guess, technically Dallas, uh, Arlington, Texas, maybe. Yep, they said that that one is shitty. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me compared to the. One we played, I guess. That was Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys won, which was right in that DFW flight zone uh, with planes coming in, which was nice. I think I heard somewhere that maybe Scotty Scheffler actually has the course record at this place, which, you know, it's brand new. I think this course literally opened maybe a year or two ago, and it was slated to play the Veritex Bank 
championship for the first time last year, but COVID canceled it. So yeah, um, Tony Romo gets a sponsor's exemption. Yeah, good for him. It's it's nice to see a guy making seventeen million a year uh, doing his second job. Uh, you know, just get a break, really. You know, and try <laughs> you know take a spot from a guy who's just like probably living in his fucking car, eating Taco Bell five times a week. So good luck, Tony. I'm glad you're gonna get your competitive juices going this week. <laughs> get it going, man. When when is it? When is it like okay for people to start kind of dogging the fuck out yeah, of him? Question. I think probably after the the fourth time he did it, um, when he went eighty eighty. Okay, because I mean, I get it that I think Tony is probably as good of a like celebrity, quote, celebrity golfer, golfer yeah. as anybody, but stick to the stuff like the U.S. Open qualifying, the USM qualifying, the pro am tournaments. That's you fine. Do a fucking pay per view event like Steph Curry and Paid Manning. I mean, that's that's there you great. Go. Yeah. Exactly. And again, I mean, even Steph Curry, whenever he's played, you know, he actually, I think, came pretty goddamn close to making the cut the last time he did one of these things. At least he shot like 74. He had one good know. round, yeah. His yeah. second day kind of blew up, but. Yeah, I just, it, it's hard for me to even, like, I think Tony is, is a likable guy, but he's always kind of just like that fucking loser that fumbled the ball whenever <laughs> all they had to do was kick an extra point and he like fumbled it and tried to run it in and got caught from behind. He, he never got back <laughs> to that spot in his career. That was the year that they were playing I the for, Seahawks. Well, I forget who got injured while he was even Drew Brees quarterback for no, that was, that was Tom Brady, but Drew, Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe, Bledsoe was, was Brady, but I think Bledsoe also came to the Cowboys at one point too. That's right. So it may have been from Bledsoe to Tony Romo, but, but I just think that at some point he's got to give up trying to to do this and i get that it's a sponsor's exemption and the sponsor ultimately can give that to whoever the fuck they want that's going to bring eyeballs which i can bet you tony romo is bringing more eyeballs than anybody else in this field but i'm just kind of tired of what you said seeing tony romo shoot 80 a couple times and then leaving so uh, if, if he makes hey, good the luck, cut good luck though this week though. if he makes the cut i will reconsider this point if he doesn't i'm done with it and i i already am done with it any I other just, stakes besides reconsidering if Tony Romo makes, makes the, the cut, cut, I will butt chug. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I didn't mean. I don't know. I don't really care about Tony Romo, so I'm not going to do anything too crazy. <laughs> dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Dynamite radio, Johnny. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, good luck, Tony. Uh, hopefully, you can sleep in your own bed and break 80 at the fucking <laughs> shitty ass golf course you're about to go play. Oh, good stuff. All right, well, should we move it on over to Harbortown, where your boy, your pick, Cam Smith, got off to a hot start on Thursday, but 30 fosters later, he disappeared, and Stu Sink, the 47-year-old lanky, bald bastard, he won for the second time this year, his seventh overall in his long career, and he's got his boy on the bag, Johnny. What a, what a story. Yeah, spare me. <laughs> Ray, Reagan Reagan sink um, real quick on Cam Smith before I want to d- dive into fucking stew um, you know 62 day one 31 31 was absolutely red hot I just I texted you I'm like I don't want to wire to wire but I'd take it uh, he posted the picture you know they posted something on PGA uh, tour Instagram of him going fishing um, Wednesday before they teed off Thursday yeah kind of made fun of him he didn't catch anything so he goes and shoots 62 goes out and plays like eh, not 
terrible but not great following the 62. He shoots 71 on Friday. And then he goes out and does some deep sea fishing and catches like a massive redfish. And so then what happens? Comes out the next day and shoots 74 on Saturday. I have a theory that Cam Smith was too fucking worried about like saving his fishing reputation. He probably fucking fought that fish coming in off the reel for like, you know, a good 20, 30 minutes. His arms probably hurt. Uh, that probably directly affected how he played on Saturday. If you want to be my boy, play golf. Fuck fishing. Don't go do that shit. Fucking finish it off, Cam. <laughs> God damn you. Because he shot 66 on Sunday. He had a great Sunday round. It was just literally the two sandwiched in rounds that, but nobody was he catching likes, Stu Sink anyways. He likes kicking back and popping up a few falsters and throwing the lure in there. <laughs> giving it a go with the old, with the old redfish. Yeah, and, and again... I, I think Cam Smith is as cool as it gets from a off the course perspective, but I was just kind of like a little quit, bit, a little quit bit fuck annoyed because he's your pick. Yeah, uh, yeah I was taking. Quit fucking fishing. Quit fishing. Go god, hit some goddamn balls. <laughs> Why don't you go? Yeah, play PlayStation or something. But uh, I mean, Stuart Sink, he broke the thirty six and fifty four hole scoring records, sixty three, sixty three to start. Unbelievable! It it just you knew it was his. I don't think on Sunday the closest the margin ever came was three. For, like it was never for a even hole, close. maybe. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's it's a resurgence. Ever since he won at the Safeway, he's been playing great, and he does it again. This is his third time to win at Harbor Town, and again, as we mentioned, he had his son Reagan on the bag, who. In my opinion, jury's out uh, on him. I think <laughs> think he might be a pecker smoocher, but uh, if he is, that's fine. Uh, they asked him after the round. It was what? like, <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Well, they asked him after the round. They were like, so who calls the shots here? And Reagan's like, you know, I'd say I'd probably call the shots as far as that's concerned. <laughs> Good. The, the tour needs a couple gay guys in there. <laughs> it's like... Anything to get me away from just staring directly at Stuart Sin's uh, Stuart Sink's butt chin. <laughs> oh my God. Did you see? By the way, they had the family like the family picture of them after after he'd won. Yes, and it was like the recreated picture of Stuart Sink's first win, where they're like kids. Was it at Harbor Town? Uh, I don't know if his first win was there, but uh, I think that was. I know that uh, they showed Stuart Sink's other son. And his other son must be like six seven. Looks like Trevor Lawrence. Stu Sink is pretty tall, yeah, like he is. six four maybe. Um, did you see how fucking tall his other son is, Connor? So there's Reagan and Connor. Connor must be six seven. Connor. Con- Connor, don't throw that. But uh, yeah, all obviously the Sinks are balding just like their dad because Connor had his fucking lo- hat on with like the long ass hair coming out from behind it, and then uh, the older one had the. Uh, kind of like the Baker Mayfield headband with like the hair tucked back behind it. So they're clearly hiding the fact that they're, they're receding backwards. A lot of hate <laughs> spewing from that mouth of yours right now. I think what I'm bitter about is that Reagan sink has made like $300,000 <laughs> in the last eight months. Yeah. It's not a bad, like kind of, Oh yeah, I guess I'll just kind of caddy for my dad before I get a job. And uh, bump into 300 grand. Yeah, that works. Yeah, I guess he's going to work for like Delta, like corporate, is what I, I saw. Was a flight attendant? Um, which mm-hmm. leads me to believe that maybe they live in Atlanta? Yes, they do. Okay, so I think that Stuart Sink would be dumb to fucking let him get off the bag right now with what they've got going on. I, it, as, as much as it pains me to say that. Well, I don't know the whole backstory to this. This is more about you and Billy Payne, um, but... It was funny that they were saying 
kind of in their interviews, they were quoting kind of a psychological guru coach. Yeah. Scott Fawcett. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they weren't giving him any credit for like any of the, any of his writings or kind of, I don't know, bullet points, whatever, but they were basically going verbatim from his book, um, kind of with their pre-shot routines and how they're you're just going about kind of their rounds and everything. And I think they've, I think Stewart's also like a, a member of his app. Is that yeah, right? It's called it's called Decade. Okay. Decade Golf, and it's just like basically it's it's like a very practical way of guiding yourself about the course. And like literally, they were spewing direct quotes from this whole Logic. philosophy of golf, and <laughs> not not giving any kind of uh, credit to the author. Yeah, and so Billy Payne like literally dms it's scott fawcett and it's like hey man i don't normally do this but i just had to like dm you because fucking reagan sink is a fucking douche <laughs> <laughs> and he seems to be a big fan of yours so yeah. are you a douche too <laughs> yeah yeah i know basically uh, i think he responded to billy Payne just being like yeah i kind of don't know what to think about this like this is kind of whack but well he's getting pub on our show now so well i'll tell you what if I had to watch Stu Sink play another final round where he's in the lead and like clearly the camera is is focused on them because it's like oh this this is good caddy father you know, son father, of course, ca- yeah, caddy caddy golfer story. interaction but the fact that it was father son just made it them shove it up your ass way more mm-hmm. but they were that's so tiring like fuck hit the shot if i was playing in that group and had to listen to them like i would have shot 85 and maybe that, maybe that's why Stu sink got the win so easy but like you're a mentally tough son of a bitch though jay they were fucking so annoying and i could not if Stu sink is in the final round again i will mute the fucking thing i swear to god if he's in the final group in another tournament anytime soon and rate that little bastard reagan's on the bag <laughs> Reagan's my uh, bitchy boy of the week nominee. <laughs> I just cannot stand him. Sorry. Wow. I love it because America's <laughs> darling this week, but here comes the hater ball. The bad boy of golf. <laughs> <laughs> Man, fuck this guy. Everyone loves him. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, he could be gay. I don't know. <laughs> I'll throw it out there. It's like, you know, it's, I think I call the shots. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what he said. Which one do you call the shots? They like look at each other. It's like cute father son look. Well, Reagan, you want to take this one? Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, Stuart Sink runs away with it. Whip de doo. I actually do have a, a good bitchy boy of the week I just thought of. And that is the rules official who fucked over Siwoo Kim uh, on, from a birdie putt. He was playing yes. with Kuchar and he had a birdie putt that hung on the lip for a while. Let's just say that. But the whole time, Kuchar was like, that ball is moving. That ball is moving the whole time. So there was never like a 10-second runoff where it was standing still, and then he gets over the ball, and then it starts moving. It was like it was moving the entire time, and the rules official still says no in the spirit of the rule. That's not how it goes. Like, how are you supposed to fucking hit a ball that's moving then, you asshole? Exactly. And props up to our boy Kuch. 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 Because he was a a good playing partner in that scenario because Siwoo Kim obviously – a English is not his first language, and B, you know, you never want to be the guy like proclaiming to the rules official that you didn't have a, uh, you know, that that you didn't break any rules or whatever. And so Cooch did a nice animated job of explaining like exactly what happened and why you shouldn't assess him a penalty stroke. And Cooch was like, "Oh my God, this is my moment to save face for all the fucking times I've been such a bitch." <laughs> yeah. Gosh, shucks, very. 
Stop giving me so much shit about El Tuco. <laughs> El Tuco. Fucking him over. <laughs> uh, bullshit caddy. <laughs> Caddies are all bullshit. It's all me. He's like, El Toucan could, spoke better English than Simu. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no. No, no, I'm just kidding, right? Um. So, yeah. Anyways, bitchy boy of the week to that uh, PGA official. Use your head. So, words, it wasn't even fucking close. Uh, tied for second. You know, four shots back though. Harold Varner the third with his best finish yet on tour for a T two. Yes, congrats to Harold Varner. He's from I think he's from North Carolina. But... South Carolina. He's, oh, he's from yep, South Carolina. Yep. Okay, awesome. In his home state, so uh, you know he's having a, a sneaky, quite good year. I think it's third or fourth top ten finish for him. So nice playing. And he was tied there with e- Emiliano Grillo. Emiliano Grillo. <clears throat> Hadn't seen him in a while. No, I heard his talent level is just kind of like even next level football. PGA Tour guys, and you're just kind of one of those guys like, I really don't like golf that much. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I think you'd rather be fishing with Cam Smith. <laughs> well, words, other than that, you know, a guy that we both kind of mentioned was on our radar as picks last week, he he continues to play well. Matthew Fitzpatrick, Matt Fitzpatrick, T4. Um, he's there with Corey Connors. Again, another amazing ball striker who's having the best season of his career to, to date. Dude, he's young, too. So, yeah, he's a... What, what can I say? He's my, he's my favorite Canuck. And, you know, Fitzpatrick is just going to – looks like he's going to be one of those European stalwarts uh, on the PGA Tour. He's playing really, really good, isn't he? He is. He's, hey, he's running good, isn't he? He's running good. Um, as far as other honorable mentions there, your boy Chris Kirk, I mean, he continues to have a great year. T7, Morikawa, T7. Uh, Maverick McNeely was T4. That's his second top five finish in the last couple months. Uh, he – Finished top five back at Pebble Beach. Big and, Sunday. And then as far as the, rounding out the top ten, three-way tie, or four-way tie, Cameron Smith, Shane Lowry, Russell, Russell Henley, and Webb Simpson with a little backdoor top ten. Our pick. Yeah. 64 on Saturday just vaulted Webb back into the picture. So, Yeah. Nice job. Nice sneaky backdoor. Um, all right. Well, what's the BLC leaderboard looking like, Jay? Well, uh, as you'll find out later in the show, our guest picker, Chris Roberts, number one, the commissioner. The commish. He, he finishes number one. He had Connors, Fitzpatrick, Morikawa, just under a million dollars, 828000 So nobody got too Percy this week. Nobody's running away from anybody. No Stu Sink picks. Um, number two was Slice and Dice. Um, there was a two-way tie for third with two of my favorite people in the entire league, one of them by far the most important person in the league to me. Try your best and have fun. Patrick Fields was tied for third with... Two Gloves Attorney, a.k.a. Doug Nix, the defending champion. Can we get a shout-out for Fields joining Team Strixon? Oh, God. Not officially yet, right? I mean, they haven't come in yet. Yeah, they're not there yet, <laughs> but he put in the auto, and it's coming straight from Japan. Well, I'll— uh, I told him to start taking karate lessons now. I, I'll not near—I won't respect him nearly as much as I do once those come in. Uh, <laughs> fucking hater. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, and then there's a— one, two, three, four, five, six way tie for fifth. Billy Baru, Bill Parker's back in the mix. That'd be Billy. Uh, Stingers is there. Molly Curd, who is actually number one in segment, segment two, two right now. Uh, she's still got some hot picking. Uh, Frankenstein's fat foot was tied there. Team Bryson ran Oliver. Golf Boys uh, rounds out that that log jam there at uh, tied for fifth. Words, I finally got the best of you again after a couple weeks of uh, not. 
Um, <laughs> I my uh, my difference maker was Cam Smith Ugh. with that T nine. I finished with five hundred and three thousand. Um, I just barely edged you by about fifty thousand dollars. Burger had it too. He just played like shit on Sunday. Yep, I, I edged you by fifty five k. I'm sorry, I love Burger, but his swing is so fucking awful to look at. It is, and actually, remember we were watching, and he just like jump starts his fucking swing with a little Matt Wolf action yeah, to he get was going. Getting a little Wolfy and there. I, I, as soon as he takes it back, I go, did he just fucking do the Matt Wolf move? Yes. And you were like, yes. What the fuck is that? Not only does he have Splash that sand. ugly ass fucking wrist move movement that he's got there at the top of his swing but it just kind of sticks out but i do admire him I, they kind of pointed out the fact that he was never like an outstanding over the top junior golfer and kind of had to work his way into being kind of a good d1 player and has just uh kind of slowly but steadily uh gotten better and better and he's in the top 20 in the world so that's pretty pretty cool story yep and his girlfriend is fucking nuclear <laughs> as we've as we've pointed out at least 15 times um, so words, as far as the overall standings are concerned, I'm going to go ahead. You, you and I, I moved up four spots to number 56. You moved up one spot to number 51. So we are still separated by just a mere 225 K. Can you imagine if this was in the top 10, it would be incredible. Yeah. An incredible matchup. <laughs> but, but even better word 50th that top 50, those <laughs> the mids, baby, those mid matchups. I feel like sister Jean, except <laughs> much healthier <laughs> and a lot, a lot, lot longer life to live. Uh, <laughs> at least from here on out. I'm not going to be 100. I can guarantee you that. Oh, you know Arnold Palmer's going <laughs> to give her a big hug as soon as she gets to heaven, right? <laughs> She's going to give Arnold Palmer a mouth hug. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, number one and number two, still no change. Hold, Nathan Wilson is number one. Two-shot par, Edward Haru is number two. Uh, back up two spots because he actually remembered to make his picks. Matt Stonecipher, a.k.a. Keegan's bestie, is at number three. Jordan Blackburn holds tight at number four, down two spots from three to five because he didn't make his picks. Good shot, bud. I would rain shit all over you and name you the bitchy boy of the week, but I know you've been very busy with um, work, and that's why you couldn't uh, get your picks in. He's sewing too many hole-and-none caps. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Just give me one more Chez continues his (laughs) meteoric rise. He's up two more spots to number six. That's Austin Salamone. Market 8 dude Trevor Randall, who's been in the top 10 all year, is down a spot to 7. Down 1 as well. Only English with an ace. My sister, Evan English, holding tight at number 9, Ross Gilbert. And back into the top 10, up 3 spots, Billy Baru, who spent a long amount of the season in the top 3, is back in the top 10. That's right where he belongs. Good boy, Billy. Yes. So, that's the, that's the overall standings words. Nice rundown, Jay. Thank you for that. Um... All right, what do you think? Swinging on down to New Orleans? New Orleans. <laughs> Are you Satchmo? Hello, stupid <laughs> So they're at TPC Louisiana. Um, words, I, I would love to go play in this tournament. We need to get a sponsor's exemption for you and me to go play in this fucking thing and shoot 100. I love New Orleans. <laughs> we'll be there in September. Are you doing it? You will. I don't know if I will. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I do. Th- I love the intrigue of this. It's like... The team event. There's always the, oh yeah, these guys are fun. They'll have a good time together. They're friends. And then 
Who's going to be the ones that are going to go get fucked up? In Who's going to get a whore on Bourbon Street? <laughs> as, and I think as we allude Who's to... Who's going with Pat Perez yeah. to get a whore on Bourbon Street? Co-crack and Perez are just going to be doing co-crack <laughs> in New Orleans. Uh, I, I do think that that adds a lot of intrigue to this one. I mean, fuck. I would love, I would love to see who gets the most fucked up while they're down there. And if... There's any great stories of guys that are just yeah fucking are you kidding me? Kokrak was on the fucking craps table at Harris <laughs> until five a.m. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd love it. All right, well I guess we should um, reach out to our guest picker, the commish. Yes, and get to picking. All right, <laughs> <laughs> welcoming on. The commissioner, and more importantly, the guy who finished first place last week in the RBC Heritage, Chris Roberts. How you doing, C-Rob? I'm good, guys. It's a, it's a lifelong dream, a bucket list moment for me to be on the podcast uh, after months and years of, of begging you guys to let me on to talk about the league. Uh, finally had to earn my way, which uh, <laughs> took me a lot longer. Right. And you're, you're a better man for it. And that, that's the funny thing, C-Rob. It's like, I, trust me, you're not the only one. There's people fucking dying to come talk to us and be, be guest breakers. No, I'm just kidding. There's like maybe... Oh, are they, are they putting the hours into this league and inviting and collecting dues and paying people the way I do? No. No, no. But it's just funny because, yes, you fucking earned your way here, and that's the most important thing. So congrats on the hot picking last week. I'm surprised you didn't pick Stu Sink and his gay-ass son. You know, I think of myself as the Stuart Sink of this league. I'm a, probably a little too old to be, you know, hanging out with you guys and uh, and doing all this. But uh, I'm glad that I every once in a while have have my moments where I can jump from hundredth uh, place up to uh, 88. So there you yeah, go, it was a big big moment for me. It Love has it. been a good segment too to you. And in, in, in one, we don't we don't need to get into segment one, but I mean that is <laughs> yeah. a good rebound. Yeah. Um, well, you know, once once words as boy won the Masters, I think it just reinvigorated both of us to to really get back out there again yeah tricks on brother and strong <laughs> tricks on an a6 okay so c rob we're going to tpc louisiana in the two-man event the zurich um before we get into the feature groups what would be your walk-up song <laughs> if, if if you had a walk-up song by the way because you know they they still do that that shit here <laughs> that lame shtick here. yeah i mean <laughs> it's it's obviously going to be oasis so, you know, probably live forever. Okay. Something, something okay. Great one. Not fucking yeah. in the bushes, though. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty strong yeah. one. That is like the walkout song. Well, I... Yeah. I and that I, one's good because most people, there's no words, so only people who really know would know. Damn right. I specifically wanted you to ask you that so I could tell you guys what mine would be. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, yeah. And there's, hey, two, there's two that come J. to mind. We give, what would yours be? I would fist fight my partner for the, the these options. It's either going to be Nelly and Tim McGraw over and over again, over and over again. <laughs> just like, <laughs> or, like a country rap ballad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Me and Harold Varner. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> the other one would be Evanescence. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Team Affliction. Okay. <laughs> Neither of those surprise me at all. <laughs> me and Ryan Sheckler in a uh, celebrity pro-am. <laughs> I got to say, I thought you were going to go hinder there, but that's cool. Yeah, that too. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and break down the featured groups. Uh, 
featured group. Wait, John, circling yeah. back to that, are you sure it's not going to be the Arnie's Army song? <laughs> yeah, Mike Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Tiger, Augusta, Georgia. No, it's not. Arnie, Jack, and Tiger. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Arnie, Jack, and Tiger. <laughs> Bobby Jones. Oh, All right. So uh, first featured group, uh, Bubba Watson, who I guess apparently just called Scotty Scheffler out of the blue and asked him to play. Be my partner. They, uh, they're doing it. So those two are playing with probably the, I think on paper, the best twosome in this thing, Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay. Um, I was a little so too scared. I'm, for I'm on. on Bubba here, guys. Okay. Oh, my Jukeman. Like that. Yeah, I, I, you know, this is such a goofy tournament that you can't really, I feel, can't really do your normal research, look at course history, stats, things like that, because there's so many strange things that could come into play. Um, this was one where if, if you kind of look at it from just guys who can make birdies um, and guys who can kind of, if your partner puts you in a squirrely situation, uh, maybe be able to get out, save par, that kind of deal when they do the alternate shot. So feel like both of these guys have have good play from the trees uh, and both of them make lots of birdies so i thought you know what i'm not going to use bubba enough all season we'll just go ahead and burn him here yeah sound logic i I just hope that bubba is such a weirdo though that like he just makes the whole situation the team format toxic by like the fourth hole (laughs) or alternate shot like scotty puts him in one bad situation and Bubba just comes up and like an awful Joe like oh my god you gotta put me here god you suck <laughs> yeah and he's like god <laughs> Bubba like stop with the pedo comments you creep <laughs> well and the other thing too is that you know some of these groups you worry about being in New Orleans for a week that maybe they're going to get into some things in the evenings yeah. uh, I feel like there's, this is there's not a lot of teams that I, uh, I consider that yeah so there is definitely not uh these aren't going to be teammates that are going out you know hitting up bourbon street until late late in the morning well i there's a featured group that is not a featured group but i can guarantee you that the guys are but pat perez is playing with jason kokrak and if those guys aren't at larry flint's hustler club (laughs) on fucking bourbon street then they're doing something fucking wrong um, so they they are for and I know it's not a huge thing but they are my alternate the co-crack okay. group. Oh, I love uh, it. That's k- kind of why I took them out is because I thought, you know, they may just have a little too much fun and uh be a little be a little rough in the mornings. Um but keep in mind guys as I as you both know, I have had uh six winners so far this year from my alternate pick and then another <laughs> handful of top 5. So uh if you're if you're a betting man uh, that may be somebody worth uh, putting a couple dollars on. I'm going to start paying you 20 bucks just to give me your fucking alternate every week. Um, but So I'm, I'm in a group text with, uh, with Tony Morales and Ever Ernst, and uh, pretty much every week when we talk about our picks, uh, they, if they're on the fence and, and I have the alternate, they just go ahead and lock that guy in. Well, you know, th- that's, <laughs> called, like that. that's really? called collusion, but whatever. I'm just showing you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so the other group, the other the other team that are, is in this group, Xander and Patrick Cantlay. I mean, like I said, on paper, that's the two the two best players, both players inside the top ten in the world. Um, is, is Xander going to walk out to X? Gonna give it to you. He's gonna <laughs> give it to you. X gonna give it to you. R.I.P. R.I.P. To uh, the goat <laughs> who died as we. Re- re- <laughs> no, is, is that what R.I.P. means? He's dead. Yes. You guys um, love talking about dead people on this podcast. It's usually Arnold Palmer, but <laughs> you just wait. Arnie Dragon Tiger. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I've already picked Xander once. I wasn't going to waste it here. I've picked Cantlay twice. I wasn't going to waste it here either. So 
So this is one of those that I think is pretty interesting. I think any other week, if they were just playing by themselves, they would both rate out really well, you know, stat wise, things like that for this. And it would be probably pretty chalky in this league. But I think everyone in the league is going to go into this saying, you know, looking for the value, the, you know, the kind of off brand partner of the good player. Um, And with both these guys being really good, I think it's actually going to keep their ownership really low. So it could be a a nice value play if, Mm. if somebody has the, uh, the stones to play one of them. I didn't have the stones, so I didn't either. either. It was just a little too easy. What did it just like teed up just right there? It's something, it looks like a trap to me. So we'll just, that's, that's one to keep your eye on. Well, well, you know, Cantlay's in really bad form lately. He's, you know, missed the cut in two straight. Uh, Xander had a rough run there leading up to the masters as well. So, you know, neither is in really great form, I would say. Yeah. I, I don't know. I still think this team could, wouldn't be surprised. Obviously, no one would be surprised if they won. But the next featured group, uh, we got some fucking long ball hitters here. Uh, I heard they're calling themselves Team Send It, which I was on board immediately. <laughs> uh, we, got, we got Tony Finau and Cam Champ playing together. And they're playing with Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. Um, I did not, even though their Team Send It, I didn't pick Cam Champ or Tony Finau. You know, if I was going to get a free pick on Big Tony, I was going to have to jump on that shit. <laughs> yes, I did know that, words. Yeah. So you're on you're – on, you're I'm, on, on, I'm on champ for a, for a cheap one for Big Tony. And this is like as – as C-Rob mentioned, it is a squirrely team tournament. And can't you just see like Big Tony trying to knock, on, knock, knock through the wall for like the past four years that he ends up getting a win like at this little <laughs> – This, <laughs> this bullshit so, event. Yeah, so I could definitely see it. It scares me a little bit that Cam Champ is, and I, you know, I hate calling anyone out for like their play, just whatever. But by PGA Tour standards, I'm giving air quotes there, is fucking awful at putting. He's outside the top 200, and there are only like 120 guys with cards. So <laughs> try to wrap your head around that shit. He's awful at putting. So, so Andrew, on that note, Cam Champ is actually the third worst putter in this field on Bermuda Greens, uh, which is what they have out there at TPC Louisiana. Uh, and that's part of the reason I kind of kept him off is I think Finau could put him in decent positions, but I just don't know that the putter could get it done. Finau's I will say good. if I was, if I was out at the tournament, this would probably be the group that I would follow the most though. It'd be a great time to watch. For sure. But big Tony, he's going to be like Jiminy Cricket on his shoulder. He's going to be giving him all kinds of good <laughs> vibes in the green there. And uh, Cam, just keep your eye out. Cam's going to be rolling them this week. Hey, I will say too, uh, that they're in some of the bullshit pre, uh, you know, pre-tournament press conference stuff, they were sitting down together and like, so who's longer? And, you know, they're like, oh, you know, if Tony went back all the way with his backswing, he'd be the longest guy on tour. But did you know that Cam Champ currently is the number three in driver's driving distance on tour? Obviously, number one we know is Bryson DeChambeau. Can you tell me who number two is? Nope. See, no, Rob? I don't think I can. No. My boy, Wyndham Clark, baby. Wyndham Clark, wow. <laughs> That was just a random yeah. stat I saw there, but it wasn't Big Tony. He's like 29th or 30th, and someone asked, him, "Yeah, like, Are there it was 20th, guys? I think." Yeah, Are there it, 19 guys longer than you. He's, uh, no, yeah, no, bitch. <laughs> um, so I'll just jump right in. I'm I'm on Sam Burns. I'm on the Sam yeah. Burns Billy Horschel team. I took him to draft. So I am as well, except I'm playing the Billy Horschel side because I love my man Bermuda Burns. Yeah, uh, and I've used him a couple times, so I decided to. I know I'm not going to play Billy. Also, can we can we go back to last week and Billy when he hold that par out and then his just terrible display of how hilarious he was to himself putting the hat over his face 
over and over and over again. It's like at over some point, D- DJ, sorry, I think you got that stuck in my head. <laughs> at some point, I think DJ was just like, all right, man, we get it. Get off the green. We're trying to putt. Yeah. Hey, sorry, man. I'm just, I'm just having some fun with the fans. Yeah. The fans, they love it. Well, you know, Sam Burns is a Bayou guy, uh, LSU grad, and before they made this tournament uh, a two-man event, he had some success here uh, early, early in his career. Um, and, and Billy Horschel, he's, he won here when it was still an individual event, and he won with Scott Piercy in, in 2018. So I just like the track record for these guys, and I haven't used either one. I thought about just playing Billy, but Billy's been hot. Who knows? I might want to pl- pick him later on in the year, so – um, no, I agree. Sam Burns is actually third in the in the field in strokes gain putting in Bermuda. Uh, Horschel is 11th, so I love that for both of them. Uh, and they both make a ton of birdies. Uh, Burns actually sixth in the field and birdie or better. So I uh, feel like for both formats, they could do really well together. Hey, Jesus Christ, Justin Coming Ray. In. Coming in hot with the stats. <laughs> you know us, man. We're, we're more of a gut guy. <laughs> I mean, it all sounds right at the beginning of the week, and then you look at where I finish in the standings every week, and it yes, never you matters. Yes, you so. fucking idiot. What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so C-Rob so far, has got he's got Bubba Watson, and he's got uh, Billy Horschel. So um, words, words, is not, or words is on – uh, the cam champ tony finau i'm on the sam burns billy horschel as well so moving on to the next group you got colin morikawa playing with matt wolf and they're playing with mark leishman and cam smith um the only thing scaring me away from fucking colin morikawa is matt wolf i mean jesus where the they're telling what the fuck he's gonna do yeah lots of letters lately missed cuts dq, DQ. fucking <laughs> augusta first one since like 92 what did he do to get dq'd he signed the wrong score. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, I had a six, not a seven. <laughs> Anyways. You know, there's a lot of groupings in this that make sense where, oh, their style of play kind of meshes well, things like that. These two could not be more opposite of one another, what seems like on the course and off the course. I, I had no interest in playing them as much as I love Morikawa. Yeah, they were trying to play up this week like, oh, they're both so cowboys and they grew up playing against each other all the time and they know each other's game really well. But yeah, this does seem kind of oily and watery mix, as we say, on Wednesday. So who knows? But um, I steered clear for sure. Well, I don't think there's any surprise that I had to get some Cam Smith action one way or the other. So I'm going with my man, Mark Leishman, um, this week, which is actually my third time to take Leishman this year. Uh, you just took, love you some Aussies. Took this him season. at the Farmers. I took him in Hawaii. Uh, I want I want Cam Smith because I watched him get up and down all goddamn day. Um, you know that that Thursday round when he shot 62 at the RBC. Um, when you have a guy that can get up and down and make shots out of trouble, make the tough six foot putts, that sets up well for a guy that's playing foursomes or four ball. Um, and he won the first ever uh, two man event here when he teamed with Jonas Blix in. 2017 so jonas i'm riding i'm riding with the aussies on this one yeah five five straight concerning five straight top 30s for cam smith i don't know that anybody's any hotter than him right now uh physically and on the golf course (laughs) yeah are you kidding me (laughs) a little catholic i guess there's (laughs) there's some mullet song that they're coming out to that i guess leishman's like oh no i'm with with this with playing this (laughs) richard i'm in the middle of this speech (laughs) are those your australian accents (laughs) i I don't know okay so that means you guys aren't on them huh no i'm not yes yes Yes. good picking it makes sense 
Okay. Makes too, hey, too much sense, though. Well, here, those guys, obviously, like I said, two unbelievable ball strikers. But I think Cameron Smith, from a from an alternate shot standpoint, there might not be someone better in the field that other players wouldn't want to be with than Cam Smith. So that that's my biggest logic because I've fucked some people over playing alternate shot before. Well, I hope they each have like 30 martinis at Brennan's tonight. Just like <laughs> eat like complete assholes. As long as he doesn't go fucking fishing between rounds because I'm convinced <laughs> that's what wore his ass out last, last week. So having the 30 asshole. Fosters. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the final feature group and i gotta think that we're we're gonna be heavy on one of these two i think we're all on it um, we all know it <laughs> everyone's on ryan oh, palmer on, on my guy <laughs> ryan oh, the, yeah. the golden sandy ryan palmer wins the lottery yet again and is teaming up with john rom how did that partnership even uh, so he was with spieth yeah that's what and i guess Spieth was like i'm too terrible to play golf right now i certainly can't play in a team event and it was oh, okay well why don't you call my man rom just call rom i guess hell <laughs> luckiest <laughs> man on earth since that win has gone on like the biggest career resurgence, um, playing the best golf of his life. He's, I think he's made 14 of 15 cuts this season. Well, this will be my third time picking Ryan. I, I love mean. that. <laughs> I mean, and anytime I can get a piece of John Rom in any tournament, I'm there. 100%. I'm there. Just give me whoever the fuck John Rom's playing with. I'll take him every single year. That was the theme of my first two picks. Who can I get a piece of? You know, I was going to go back from my seconds with t- big tone. And I mean, Rom's impossible. It's impossible not to jump on that, especially when he's with my boy Palmer. I feel like, yeah, it's it's just a free square that, unfortunately, as much as I hate playing the chalk, uh, you just have to do it here. I haven't played Palmer yet this year, and frankly, I sympathize with Palmer. Uh, you know, as somebody who likes to put together really good scramble teams and me be the worst player. I think this is a, a really crafty move, as as Je knows, being on my scramble team here, hopefully in a couple of weeks that. I like to go for the ringers so I can kind of sit back and collect the prize money. Love it. Well, that's the best story. It's for Max Holman Memorial Golf Tournament. Um, and I've played in it, I think, every year. And for some reason last year, it was like the night before I had to end up going to a meeting in Wichita Falls. And so I had to get it. They, they got a sub in for me, and they fucking won the tournament. <laughs> so it could be worse, you You pathetic bastard words. Uh, no, well, the other thing <laughs> I'm back on, I'm back on the team again this year, baby. Hey, and, and this is an interesting uh, perspective. And I know that like words kind of texted me just asking about it, but like, obviously you split the winnings between the two players. And I know that there is a fair amount of people that thought about the idea of what about picking both Rom and Palmer and just doubling down and then cashing all 2.2 million dollars which is a risky idea yeah it is, it is a fucking little sneaky ace up your sleeve if, if you've got the fucking picks to burn i've used rom twice and got the stones and, and got the stones i've picked rom twice i've got much higher hopes that this is the year that rom wins a major it's just i hope it's the one i pick him in <laughs> so um yeah i think the, the thought process behind not wanting to pick both if there wasn't that can't lay play team sitting right below them with pretty much the exact same odds in Vegas right now. I think it would be a lot easier to kind of to buy in on that. Um, especially now that we've gone down to four picks per player. Again, you're, you're getting a free, free pick on ROM by picking Palmer. Um, so I just think you, yeah, it's, it's the way you have to go with so it. So I'm pretty sure that I saw, and I haven't looked at it within the last, you know, to th- this morning or anything, what the ROM Palmer team is, I think, plus 600, and then Cantlay mm-hmm. and X-Man are plus 650. Is that right? 
Yeah, it was six fifty and seven when I last looked at okay. it. Uh, okay. recreationally. Clear, clear favorites. So um okay. yeah, definitely. And they're they're playing with uh two major champions themselves. They're playing with the Iceman, Hendrick Stenson and Justin Rose. So um formidable team, but two guys that have not shown much form at all except for Justin Rose's sixty five that one day at, at Augusta. So not not on either of them. I, I've actually released all my picks. Um, I have as well. Is, does words have one more? I'm not on these guys. Uh, Paper Tiger. I mean, they kind of jump out at you, don't they? But I mean, I've been trying to chase Henrik for a couple of years now uh, to no avail. And so I'm going to let that, that one lay down. Uh, I do have one more pick and I am going a little bit of a long shot um, trying to, you know, I kind of took the obvious ones with my first two. And so I thought I'd kind of take a flyer on this last one. I'm going with um, JE's boy, Chris Kirk. Oh, Brendan Todd. And Brendan Todd. Yeah. Uh, Kirk has landed um, two top tens in a row. And, and he played really well last Sunday at Hilton Head. He is, uh, I think he's ninth in strokes gained tee to green. And uh, Brendan Todd is one of the best putters out there. So I think that could be an interesting team. And Chris Kirk, you know, he's keeping his head on straight. So he's not going to be going out on Boybin Street. So you don't need to worry about kind of that. that we'll see. There. The <laughs> temptations there, words. <laughs> no. Anyone that has battled substance abuse issues uh, surely knows that the temptations there. Hey, golf is his drug, J.E., <laughs> you asshole. Uh, well, that's, uh, there's a, a fellow Bulldog that's on these two Bulldogs uh, that I know of. So I think it's a, a good pick. I think both of these guys are going to be playing from the middle of the fairway the entire time so when the alternate shot happens it may not really affect them much at all well so i'm on liz's pick too that's good <laughs> you are and maybe hopefully molly mccurdy's on them too that means that means i'm on the the right track well i will say that is a good pick and they were sneaky like you know maybe sixth betting favorite like they weren't nearly as low as i would have thought um the team, the words that you knew that I was flirting with, I really, really like the team of Taylor Gooch and Max Homa this week. I would love to see Taylor Gooch get into the winner's circle with his good buddy, Max Homa. I just didn't have the balls. I went with the Burns, uh, Burns Horschel team over them. Yeah. So. Can't blame you. That is a, that is an enticing pick and, uh, one that would be extremely awesome for Gooch to get his first win. And I mean, you know, Homa with how he closed earlier in this year's, He's no uh, stranger to the winner's circle, so I can see that happening. Well, see, Rob, we, uh, we really appreciate you picking this week, and uh, hopefully you can turn another good, good week out. I don't know if you're going to get the win since you aren't on the same people I picked. Uh, I'm still hoping to win you know, my first one. So we're, we're, on, we're on two out of the three, though. So yeah. you know, I'm, just, I'm trying to move up those, those segment two standings, and I'll, I'll gladly take a couple of top threes with the guys we picked. Perfect. I love it. I do too. Thanks, Kamish, for all your commissioning stuff too. Hey, thank you guys for promoting the league and uh, for, for keeping us entertained all year long. It's a, it's a grind and it, it definitely breaks it up and makes every week feel a little, little different. Well, if, if you're listening right now, you, you definitely owe a, bit, a debt of gratitude to see Rob, but also us. Kiss all of our asses. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Good luck this week, man, and I, we appreciate you coming on. Hey, thank you, guys. Bye. Later. All right. So those be the shit picks. Buyer beware. We're pretty good. We're pretty good, aren't we, Johnny? Yeah, pretty good. Define pretty good. Middle of the road. (laughs) We're in 51st and 56th and only like 100 active pickers. Fucking battle. Um, 
Well, Johnny, do you have any uh, other words of wisdom for our listeners out there? Um, not really. I will say I think this weekend does – the whole team aspect kind of adds a little intrigue for me. Uh, I guess they're doing what? Four, four, four ball. Four ball alternate, alternate shot, four ball alternate shot. Yeah, I think that's the, the the lineup. You said four ball to the shot, four ball to the shot. Yeah. Okay. Back and so forth. Friday, so Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I think things could get a little dicey, and that is alternate shot on Sunday. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday when you got your partner's hopes and dreams, especially <laughs> yeah, you know low guys. Now that Ryan Palmer's got his card, think about you know remember a couple years ago when Brooks and Chase were playing in this. Like Brooks was on top of the golf world. He's probably like. Chase, you just get on my fucking back and I'll get you a tour card. <laughs> so uh, just the only kind of team that kind of popped out when you said that was uh, Choppy Boy Richie Warinsky is partnering with Peter Uline, Ooh. who won on the Corn Ferry mm-hmm. Tour last, last week. week in Vegas. So just one of those to kind of keep your eye out. They're both playing good golf right now. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think it'll be that that definitely adds a whole nother mix and I can still see Ryan Palmer shit eating grand whenever they won a couple oh, of years ago. The best. The best. Well hopefully he does it again this week, Johnny. All right. Well that's all we got. Appreciate you guys for listening. Go uh go give us another review. Uh, is, is anyone who Just hasn't reviewed fucking, us, give us a fucking five star review. Someone slam J E on a review for being the the fucking sexist pig that he is. What what's his deal? Why doesn't he like Reagan Sink? <laughs> <laughs> what's his deal? I mean, it's, what is his deal, anyways? <laughs> All right, yeah, do just that, and uh, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Um, enjoy the golf this weekend. Don't forget to keep your head down. You can't drink like me. You can't smoke like me. Let's party together. <laughs> oh my 